Hello, friends, and welcome to Brotherly Love Gaming, the show where two brothers talk to the past, present, and future of our lives in gaming. My name is Alex, and joined as always is my brother Spence. What's up, guys? So today, uh, I'm going to just gab about Fire Emblem for a while. So first, <laughs> we're going to let Spence talk about what he's been playing this week. Uh, anything that he wants to talk about before I just move into a sort of not review of Fire Emblem Three Houses. So take it away, Spence. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Strikers. Um, it was on sale for like 75% off on the Xbox store with gold. So I bought it for like 15 bucks and it's normally 60. So, uh, that game is really good. It's a lot like if Xenoverse was Naruto, Okay. but, but in my opinion, it controls way better than, than Xenoverse did. The missions are fun. You can recruit stuff to like build your characters. It's a lot easier to learn moves and stuff like that. There's PvP that is, like, basically the main point of the game, which is really cool. Um, it's, like, 4v4 fights or uh, free-for-all. And just the mechanics feel really good at the game. Like, I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised because it's funny because a couple of uh, – probably, like, two years ago, I was talking to my friends – or, like, two years before the game came out. And I was like, you know, this is exactly what I would want in a Naruto game. You basically described what Shinobi Strikers is. So I was like, yeah, I'd love for it to be like 4v4 and like each person controlled their own character and stuff like that. And it's basically what it is. So So when you're playing like single player, though, could you play like 4v4 with three computer controlled characters? Or how does that work? Three random people. Are they all? Are they all random people? So is it like an arena where they're all battling at the same time or do you take turns and like tag out all, the same all time? at the same time? Interesting. Yeah. It's like a, like an arena, but also the solo missions that you can do. So you can either do the mission solo or co-op with like people in your lobby, the solo missions, you bring along the person that you recruit as your like mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you like learn new jutsu and stuff like that by uh, selecting a new mentor. And then they, like as you rank them up by gaining experience for them, uh, you start to unlock new stuff like new outfits that actually have like perks that, that like boost either like your hand to hand combat or something right. like that. So it's really cool. Okay. Is this considered part of that um was like Ninja Storm or something series? Nope. No, totally different. Okay. Ninja so Storm no, was its own thing. I think that was like a, a pretty popular like sub-series of the Naruto games, wasn't it? So I thought maybe this was like a oh, yeah. I, spin-off of that I or something. All, I bought most of them, and then when they brought out Nar- Naruto Legacy, the collection of all four, I bought that. Uh, okay, cool. Cool. Good to know there's still good Naruto games out there. Um, there are. I haven't played any like anime fighters in quite a while, you know, like I messed around with like uh, fighters, obviously, Dragon Ball fighters. That was such a big thing, but you know, there used to be like on the PS2, GameCube generation, you know, I always used to try a whole bunch of those all the time. So, and we still exist. Budokai Senkai. And the Wii. Yeah, yeah, on the Wii. That one's got, um. that was like, in, I don't know actually which one was first, but that was kind of like an early version of that kind of like 3D arena style, you know? So this is a, yeah. a similar kind of a thing. That's probably my, my best reference point. 
like that, but with four people and total chaos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, sort of. Anything else you've been playing? No, literally just that. Like oh. I haven't even gotten to touch uh, Ultimate Alliance again because okay. I've just been so busy. I was going to ask about that if you had any any follow up news. No updates. Were you um? No updates. Were you trying to play through all that like co op? Is that like you know the reason why? Which is, yeah, that's exactly why because I haven't seen the person I was playing it with. Okay. Makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you're playing that on Xbox, so, right? Shinobi Strikers, yes. Right. I'm playing on Xbox, which is a PS4 version, but I won't have the time. Um, <laughs> all the time because I've been playing <laughs> Fire Emblem Three Fire Houses. Yeah. Okay, so. So tell me about it. I know it's only August. August just started. So I have a couple months of the year left to go. I'm sure, it's going to be a good game still. Um, if I had to decide right now what the best, well, my game of the year, 2019, was going to be, uh, I'd say Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I'm not quite finished with it yet. Maybe it'll, maybe they'll, you know, maybe the ending will suck and it won't give me the same like emotional impact of like a Kingdom Hearts 3 did, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, right now, enjoying it so damn much. It's <laughs> just like occupied my entire mind. Uh, so basically, so for anybody that doesn't know anything at all about Fire Emblem, it is primarily, we'll say, because of what this game does to change it up, it's primarily a turn-based strategy game. Uh, most like Americans may be more familiar with the Final Fantasy Tactics series um, as like a turn-based strategy reference point, even though Fire Emblem actually predates that series. We just didn't get it in the U.S. until a couple years afterwards. Um, so it's grid-based movement. You have your team on a map. You move your characters around. Everybody's got a different class so some people use swords some people use spears um, some people use axes you have your archer classes and you just want to take down you know your opponent in any number of turns you know you can just go like full 3d during the battle mode and just like ignore the grid entirely and so like if your character is moving onto a tile that like would have trees on it they actually have animated trees you can just run your character through until you get them to where you want them to get them and then they're in position and they can do their thing, you know. This game is set in a monastery. They say monastery. Really, it's war school. The uh, Your main character that you play as is a former mercenary who was hired to be a professor at this monastery that teaches primarily nobles um, how to fight in battles so they can, you know, go lead armies and junk. And when you go out and do your missions, you're controlling your professor character and the students, basically. So the game's called Three Houses, and the Three Houses refers to like three different classes, you know, like Hogwarts-style houses that are at yeah. this school. And yours is a new teacher, so very early in the game, you're given the choice between which of the three classes you want to teach. You know, you meet the three students who are like the heads of these houses. One of them is literally like the princess of the empire. One of them is the, um, like he would be king if he was an adult of the next kingdom. 
the neighboring kingdom to the empire, and then the heir of the like noble alliance, which is like the third ruling power in this continent. You know, so like the three of them make up the houses, and you have to choose basically like which one of these three knuckleheads do you like the best, and and that's the team you're going to be on for the rest of the game. And as far as I know, that choice basically gives you like a different game depending on which one you choose. You know, so I know, so I chose, right. um, I chose to, to align myself with the alliance. Uh, the the kid's name is Claude. The house that you join is called the Golden Deer. And I chose that just because I thought the other two people were, I didn't like their personalities, basically. Claude is just very open about everything. It's just like, hey, we're all nobles and, you know, let's all hang out. And uh, like one of the first things he does is, um, like after you join his house, is just to give you an idea of his personality, uh, you have to like fight a battle against the other two houses. And he's like, hey, you know what I could do? I could just like give them all food poisoning. So if they can't show up and then we would automatically win, like, wouldn't that be great if I just poison their food? And you're just like, uh, no, you can't poison their food. Like, why would you do that? You can't, you can't sabotage the other teams. And he's just like, ah, teach, look at you always, always trying to stay on the right path. You're such a good role model. Um, he's just like a lovable scamp basically. And you know, you sort of find out like his backstory, which is pretty interesting. I'll ask people, Oh, what house did you pick? And nine times out of 10, no matter what house they say, they always say the correct choice. (laughs) Like oh I picked the I picked Black Eagles because it's the correct choice. I'm like is it? I don't think there is a correct choice. I think I think that's kind of the point is that there is not a correct choice. It's just whatever whatever reasoning you came up with. So I'm interested in people's reasons basically. Yeah. So yeah. So let me know. Leave a comment about that. What always set Fire Emblem apart was the fact that it had permadeath in it. So you had to be especially tactical in how you approached your maps because any mess up would cost a character permanently you know since awakening on the 3ds they've given a casual mode that lets you not play with permadeath which i think is really great actually and this game actually introduces a new mechanic called the divine pulse which lets you rewind turns all the way back to the beginning of the level if you wanted to Um, so like if you mess something up you can just rewind the clock, bring those characters back to life. Uh, and that's another way to deal with it. That's really cool. Yeah, I think that's great. I guess I'll just talk about it now. I think it, I, I think that that's good because like my sort of hang up on with permadeath in general is like I totally get permadeath if you're playing like a roguelike where it's like a run-based game where like your main character dies and then you have to go back through with another character or whatever. The thing that sort of always got me about like the permadeath and fire emblem is that it's kind of only punishing two players that are playing it for the first time and don't really know how the game works at all. You know, my first time through awakening, like I was losing characters left and right on what should have been actually very easy maps, but like, I didn't really understand much of the mechanics yet or anything like that, you know? So some people would say, Oh, well right. that's, that's how you learn is you die and you go back and try again. But to me, like, that's just, uh, was like demoralizing and maybe not want to play the game anymore. You know, I think it kind of only should end up mattering like maybe towards the end of the game when you have no excuse because you should know how, how things work by now. And if a character dies, it's because you actually like made a bad choice, you know, or weren't thinking about something. This game, I think actually, I don't know, it's kind of hard to judge because of the fact that I do have some experience with the series now, but I feel like this game in addition to having the divine pulse option, which I think is great because it's something that people that like permadeath never have to use, but 
if you're afraid of it, but still want to like maybe leave that option open for like end game or, you know, when you want to have a challenge, then it's a way to like ease yourself into it and correct your mistakes. Uh, but on top of that, I also kind of feel like this game really eases you into it really well. So if you've never played one before, the first couple of maps you play on are, are pretty easy and you'd have to make some pretty huge mistakes, I think, to have any of your characters actually be like in harm's way, which I think is pretty cool. So the extra thing that they've added on top of that is that you can explore the monastery. So the game has like this sort of monthly calendar structure where at the beginning of the month, they tell you this is the mission that you're going to be doing this month, prepare for it however you want. And then like on the last day of the month, it'll show you like, this is when your mission is. And then every weekend, your character can choose to explore the monastery or do battles. And if you do a battle, it's just like what I described before. It's just a normal map. You can just bring in whoever you want to bring in to do that. It's a good way to just to grind, to get some class experience. Or you can choose to explore the monastery, which is when you can like actually just physically talk to all of the students that are on your team. And when you talk to them, you can do quests for them. You can uh, have like dinner with them. You can um, you, you can sing in the choir with them, which is kind of funny. Uh, just like all these different things you can do with them. And that does like a couple different things. It will give you like support points with them. So then when when characters like have higher support levels, then when they're standing next to each other in battle, they will give each other positive effects. So like your attack stats will go up, your you know evasion stat will go up. When you have when you do these things with your students, like it also increases their motivation. So then when you, since you're a teacher, there's also a day of the week where you actually teach a class and the class is literally you just choosing a student and like raising uh, any of their like skill levels. If your students have more motivation, then you'll be able to raise, you know, more of their stat levels, uh, like every time you want to do that. And then when their stat levels, right. you know, increase, then they unlock new skills, you know, they can unlock new jobs and like job classes and then that's just from there just sort of balloons out and you can just build your team you know based on that you know so basically like you don't want to just be battling 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 all the time you want to be interacting with your students you want to be doing these other quests what i think is super cool about that is like a lot of people have compared it to persona i haven't played a persona game to actually like know that i th i kind of get the same feeling out of this that i got from when i was talking about nino kuni 2 uh, earlier this year as like a game i really enjoyed from last year what I really ended up liking about that game was the fact that you were building your own kingdom. So you had to do all these quests for all your kingdom folk. And it felt like you were really having like a stake in that world beyond just going out and fighting monsters over and over again. And I get the same impression from this game. You know, when you go around a monastery, you interact with all of your students. It really makes everything feel more real, you know? So beyond just caring about your characters not dying on the battlefield because of the permadeath thing and, oh my God, I lost my archer or whatever. You start to think of them as actual characters with actual personalities, you know, you start to care for them, you know, a lot more than you would just from like nameless characters. And that stuff is all just like the supports. Some of them are kind of hokey, but like the writing gen in general is like really good on that kind of stuff. And there's so much of it. I'm just like, as a writer, I'm sitting here thinking like, good God, they have however many characters Every 
possible character interaction like relationship has at least like three different levels you know so you know every possible character combination has at least three different conversations they're going to have in the game it's like hundreds of conversations that had to be written you know um and then that's before you even get into people having like just unique things to say when you talk to them walking around the monastery you know what i mean yeah. And then everybody's got prompts and battles. You know, it's just like, and then, and then you have your actual like story and plot. You know, all the game, like everything works. All the gameplay works. You know, when they when Nintendo first pitched this idea of, oh, you're gonna have like a life sim on top of our hardcore turn based strategy game, I was just like, what? Why would I? Why would I want that? But they like nailed it so much and integrated it so right. perfectly into the already existing like support system, which was already in Fire Emblem, that it just like makes you like want to do every part of it, you know, for me personally, anyway, like I can't like marathon a turn-based strategy game because like, I just sort of get burnt out on thinking about every single movie that I make and, you know, every decision counts kind of a thing. So like, I would sort of have to do like one, take a break, you know what I mean? So the fact that this game has that like baked into it, every time you do a battle, you're like kicked back to, the um the calendar screen where you can choose all right well do you want to just do you want to go explore now or do you want to do another battle like what do you want to do you know you can like set your own pace basically you know like if you do an important battle it's really difficult or whatever and then you decide i can use a break right now then you can just walk around the monastery you know you can i didn't even mention that you can like fish at the monastery too there's just like random mini games you can play you know you can do uh you can garden you know and like all those things like so your professor your main character has like their own level and like the higher your level the more like professor actions you get i think that's what they're called and like that dictates like how many support things you can do you know it's like the beginning of the game right um like when you have dinner with your students like that counts as an action and that's all you can do you know but like the more you do stuff like that you'll be able to do two dinners a day three of them you know what i mean um and that kind of thing so like gardening and fishing are like ways to raise your level without using an action at all. I just like it, man. I'm just trying to think of more stuff that I could talk about. All I know it's is really that it sold out the first day. It's like sold out everywhere right now. Like I know Best I Buy know. seems to still have some copies, but everywhere else is like does not have it. It's a problem. I don't know. It's a huge problem because I want to get it, but I also, you know would prefer to just get it at work the collector's edition went back up at gamestop earlier today which i bought unboxing on on the channel check it out everybody and um but like i know you might be able to order the standard edition online but i know like my local gamestops like i have four gamestops within 10 minutes of me and none of them have it in the store you know which is all sold out so i don't know if if (laughs) sort of massively underestimated how popular this game was going to be um or what but i think we did i think we did because like the, i didn't think it would sell out like that mm-hmm. yeah i'm Which surprised that I, I know a lot more people playing it than i thought i was going to know i don't know like i've never played a fire emblem and i'm interested in getting it so like you know there's plenty of other people like my friend david um mm-hmm. he uh he said that he was ordering it too and he was waiting for his copy to come in right and He's never played a Fire Emblem game in his life. He just ordered it because he likes all the Fire Emblem characters in Smash. Right. 
Yeah, that's kind of how I got into uh, Awakening in the first place because I was like, Lucian is dope, first of all. <laughs> uh, second of all, I like the, I like the aesthetic. I, did, I, just, I learned that I really like just like the design aesthetic of Fire Emblem in general. Um, just super fantasy anime, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of that in this game. Cool character designs. So that's and there's like I, that's I didn't even I probably like. Then there's so much extra stuff. Like I didn't even mention the fact that there's like this. I'm trying to think of like a way to describe it without like. So like the game starts and you meet like this girl named Sothis who like lives in your head, maybe, or is like communicating to you from another dimension or something. Uh, it's kind of weird, but then she'll like, and that's how you create your characters. You're like describing your character to her. She's like, oh, okay, so you're a boy. Okay. And what was your name? Hmm. Okay. Um, and then she asks you some other questions that I imagine must determine some stats, but I haven't looked up anything about this game at all. Like even as I'm playing it, like normally I would look up like, you know, I've mentioned spreadsheet video games before <laughs> where you just have the, the wiki open or the strategy guide open next to you just so you can figure out, okay, well, here's how all my stats work and here's all the job. Okay. Um, I've like avoided that with this one because I don't want to accidentally stumble on any spoilers. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, you meet, with her, you meet with her when you're building your character. And that's just like a thing that's in the background of the game. You know, it doesn't have in the early hours of the game she'll just like pop up and like say stuff to you, but your character is the only one that knows she's there. And then she'll like show up in your bedroom, just like hanging out when you do, like when you explore around, freaked me out the first time it happened. Cause like I, I walked out of the room and then like a just conversation prompt appeared behind me and I was like, what? And I turned around and she just like suddenly had appeared next to my bed. It was weird. But um, it's just like yeah, there in the background. So like there's other stuff in the game that implies like bigger things while you're just trying to you know do the day-to-day um what do you want to do today do you want to go explore do you want to battle kind of thing you know which i think is really cool and helps to make the game feel you know bigger than it might be at the beginning of the game you know what i mean right no it sounds really good and i haven't heard any bad things i'm trying to avoid anything from it as well actually because i don't want it like if I'm gonna invest myself into a game like that, like I'm gonna definitely not want it spoiled for me. Right. Yeah, especially because um I hear it takes like sixty-ish hours to beat a single story. And then again, I have no idea if you can just like new game plus your way into like a shortened version of the beginning of the game, if you would even want to, you know, if you want to play one of those other character stories. But like if you're talking you know almost 200 hours just to get through all three storylines you know what i mean like that's yeah this is, this is the only game i'm gonna play for the next year basically at that point you know if that's gonna happen but um pretty much you know i don't really ever replay games uh, we've we've discussed that before but and i don't want to get ahead of myself because if you know six months from now i'm just like oh i finished fire emblem but i don't want to play the other two stories screw those characters you know, but I, but right now, if I had to decide right now, I could see myself being like, hell yeah, let me explore those other two houses. If like you're like nervous about the more like life semi stuff, like that's fine because again, first of all, there's so much to do that you don't have to spend a ton of time doing any of it. You know what I mean? 
And right. I mean, if you want, or if you're playing on like normal difficulty, there are like battles you can do that don't take up any of your action points, you know? So, I mean, you don't really have to teach your students. You could just grind forever and ever and ever to get those skill points up, you know? It would just make it harder for you to like right. change job classes. I think I'm done. <laughs> okay. I kind of figured. Because yeah. there's only so much you can say without spoiling stuff. Yeah, well, and I also feel like I just keep remembering things, you know? Like, oh my god, yeah. this thing. Oh my god, this thing. Like this video on YouTube. If you're watching the video on YouTube, hopefully there was some footage on it. I don't know the answer to that yet, though. And if you're listening to the audio version, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at brotherlylovege one and follow us on Twitch at brotherlylovege one um, if I can set up my switch in here, maybe I'll try to stream some Fire Emblem. Nice. Then, you know, maybe also I won't because, you know, somebody will jump in and spoil the ending for me or something. <laughs> so It's possible. Maybe I won't do that. Uh, but we'll see. Follow us and we'll make it happen. Um, I think it's going to be it for this time, though. My name is Alex. And I'm Spence. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks for hanging out. See you. Bye.